Each year, U.S. universities award more than 55,000 doctoral degrees. Among degree holders, less than 15% are Black, Latinx, or Native American. Often serving as trailblazers in their communities and disciplines, scholars of color face unique challenges as they scale the ivory tower. Enter the Ebony Tower Podcast, a resource, conversation, and community for and by brilliant yet underrecognized and underrepresented scholars of color. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Ebony Tower Podcast. I'm Daphne, a fourth year PhD student in education. And I'm Rachel, a newly minted PhD, currently adjuncting and making the transition to a postdoc. Yay! Yay. <laughs> in addition to this academic grind, Daphne and I are also the co-founders of the EbonyTower.com. Yes, and we'd like to welcome you to our very first episode of the Ebony Tower podcast. You'll have a chance to get to know us and learn about what we have in store for you. So we'll begin by telling you a little bit more about what is the Ebony Tower. Ah, so the Ebony Tower started as a blog and website, and it's dedicated to generating dialogue around the experiences of young scholars of color. Um, Daphne and I put together the Ebony Tower because we were interested in creating a space where people could talk about the issues that impact our well-being, our success, our uh, trials and triumphs, right, in academia, especially for academics of color. And we wanted to provide also a space for resources and advice to overcome the many, many, many hurdles. <laughs> yes, many. Um, yeah, I agree with Rachel. Uh, we met roughly two years ago um, through a mutual friend who was actually graduating with her PhD. Ooh. So at that point, we knew it was possible. Yeah. Um, but we shared a room and we just kind of both talked about our experiences as graduate students. And it became this thing where we knew that we wanted to have a space to share our struggles and like Rachel said, share our triumphs and potentially lean on each other and other graduate students for advice. We decided um, to create a blog that has been um, out, mm. out in the world for two years now. And we recently decided to expand our blog into a podcast uh, because quite frankly, as graduate students, we sometimes get tired of reading. Um, yeah. That is jokes, <laughs> but not really. But um, not really. <laughs> interview quite a few academics and at the end of the interviews, we would ask them, so we're putting together a Ebony Tower book list. What are you reading? And they'd always say, mm, well, I'm not really reading anything, but I'm watching this or I'm listening to this. So we just felt like we needed to um, move with the time. So that is why the Ebony Tower podcast was born. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the advantage of doing a podcast too is we'll be able to reach a wider audience um, than the blog and the website, right? Mm -hmm. We'll also be able to cover more topics like in a quicker way through a quicker medium. So like you said, time is of the essence for most of us in academia. And hopefully, so hopefully this uh, podcast will allow our tower dwellers, get what I did there, tower dwellers, those (laughs) call in the ebony tower. Um, so it will allow all of you to access episodes when you just need quick advice on a particular topic or like check in with us because you've had a busy semester and it's winter break and you just want to like think about what, how you can strategize better for the spring or even, you know, just to add a little bit of encouragement to your daily commute, you know, whatever you really need, the Ebony Tower can be there through this form and hopefully reach more people. Agree. So now that you've learned a little bit more about the Ebony Tower, it's time to learn a little bit more about us. And I'll I'll play the interviewer. Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) Okay. So as I mentioned before, uh, I'm a recently minted PhD. It's been about a year now that I've, since I've defended. Funny enough, I'm only walking this year though, um, because Mm -hmm. I missed the deadline to walk last year. So it feels still very new. Mm -hmm. Um, And I study, I'm an anthropologist and I study religion and race in Northeastern Brazil, Bahia specifically, if you're familiar with Brazil. Um, and so my work is comparative and I look at how people of different religious beliefs and backgrounds who share a community, think about community ideals, civic action and community service. Um, I'm currently adjuncting in, um, at a private institution, as I mentioned before, and I am beginning a postdoc position in the fall. I just went through the terrible, perilous journey that is academic job market searches. Um, so I'm happy to have secured something for the fall um, that I'm really excited about. And yeah, that's, that's me. Um, Tell us a little bit about you, Daphne. Okay. Well, first I just want to say I am very happy for and proud of you. I was there as you were writing your dissertation. So like I said, anytime (laughs) I see someone else succeed or make it to the other side or get a job or get a postdoc, it provides me with motivation to know I can do it. So, you know, clap, clap, clap for you. I'm so happy for you. you. Thanks. And you totally can do it. Like it's coming. I know it. It's coming. (laughs) I, I actually feel it. And so that. A good, it's a good transition to talking about who I am. So as I mentioned before, I'm a fourth year PhD student in education. I uh, am a graduate student at Harvard University. Although this is my fourth year in this doctoral program, I didn't mention before that I have spent literally the last seven years pursuing my PhD. Um, And that is a whole different story. I was in a completely different PhD program before I started this one. Um, And I probably still have two years to go, but we'll get to that story during one of our Tales from the Tower episodes. You can learn from some of my. I won't even call them mistakes, but learn from my journey. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, I can't wait to hear more about that. Yes, because I don't even think I've talked to you about it, have I? 
I mean, a little bit, but I definitely want to hear more about it. Okay. But as what Kanye would call a career student, I'm not complacent, but I have been a career student since it'll be nine total years to earn my PhD. I feel like I have a lot of advice and just a a lot of experience that I can share with other people. And that's why I'm just so happy about this space. Kind of, um, so Rachel mentioned her research interests. I'm in the process of writing my dissertation proposal, so it's, it's still crystallizing in my head, but I am generally interested and focused on understanding how ethno-racial demographic change shapes the mission and work or practice of schools and school districts. And I'm, I'm interested in understanding that from a historical perspective, but also from a contemporary perspective. Mm-hmm. The United States is a nation of immigrants and schools. We, we've had free public education um, in the United States since the 1800s. And with new ways, waves of immigration comes different challenges or or different opportunities for schools to change and respond to the needs of these new populations. Historically, sometimes it hasn't always been a great response and Mm -hmm. has been focused on changing who these people are, assimilating them and teaching them or helping them to unlearn their own culture. And so my dissertation will actually explore what, how schools are responding to the influx of Latino immigrants that has happened over the past 30 or 40 years. I will look at this subject um, at a, in a school district in, in the South, uh, because this is considered a new immigrant destination. Historically, immigrants have settled in places like California, Texas, Florida, yeah. New York, Arizona. But now immigrants are moving to other destinations that have historically been characterized by Black-White racial relations. And I'm interested in understanding how is that playing out in schools? Yeah, that's really so interesting. I was able to do that because I've been typing a lot <laughs> related to my dissertation. So I'm, I'm really proud that I was able to do that. I won't lie. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's really fascinating work as well. Um, wow. So I was thinking yeah. the other day, someone asked me, um, what are your hobbies? And that's not a question mm-hmm. like you get often. And so I wanted to pose it to you. What are your hobbies, Daphne? Is watching TV a hobby? Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Jokes. But no, okay. I guess one of my hobbies, I binge watch TV. So I don't feel like I watch TV on a regular basis at all. But every now and then I get hooked on new shows. Like, So I will search out what is the latest series or movie or groups of movies that's been released on Netflix. And I, I will binge watch. And, you know, that's something to do. And I talk about it on, on online message boards, um, which is another <laughs> kind of hobby about of mine. It. I like to engage in discussion with other people. And so I participate in a few message boards um, where I can talk about news, television shows, etc. And I also play poker. 
I don't do it often because my city doesn't have a poker league, but we do have a casino. And when I have some extra cash, I'll go play a tournament. So I'm, I'm not losing a bunch of money. It's like a $40, $50 buy-in and it's hours of entertainment. I don't necessarily do it to win money. I do it because it's, it's entertaining. So that's yeah. really cool. I didn't I didn't even know that about you. Yeah, it's one of those secrets of mine. I even have a poker nickname. I'm the what people's is it? champ. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so one time I was playing in a poker tournament um at like a casino in Tunica, Mississippi, and there was this guy at the table who just kept bullying me. So like there are actions that you can do in poker <laughs> that might be considered bullying. And so the guy kept bullying me to the point where other people kind of noticed and said something. And you know, Poker is a game wow. of patience. So I'm like, I'm going to let him have this for a while. And I eventually like got him and I put him out of the tournament. And so like everybody Tell was me. actually really happy about it. And so I deemed myself the people's champ. <laughs> I love that story. That's really, really great. And I'm happy that in the end you won. Yeah. I also have another alias, Murder She Wrote. You know, that, that, that's another <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, it's like my mom's favorite show. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason I like poker is actually there are a lot of dynamics. As a black woman, I'm generally the only woman at the table and probably one of the only few black people in the room. And so it, it allows me to people watch, but it also is poker is a game, like a mental game between people. So I just kind of enjoy it. But that's a, that's a tangent about poker. Um, <laughs> what, what do you like to do? Um, so I like to listen to podcasts actually quite a bit, um, which is why doing this was really an exciting idea for me. Um, so I love listening to podcasts. Obviously I'm obsessed with insecure. Um, I'm Haitian American diaspora from New York. So I love carnivals. I love to go out dancing. Um, for me, all of the like Caribbean, everything, like I'm into it. Soca, reggae, uh, merengue, bachata, compazuk, everything, like across the board, all the dancing, I do it. Um, <laughs> and I started, uh, getting into hot yoga when I was in undergrad, um, being a sort of way to like take care of myself, my health, and also uh, my like sanity. Um, And so I'm still really into hot yoga. Although man, can I not afford it? Like that is the luxury item or thing that I do (laughs) because it's so expensive. I remember as an undergrad, when I first started hot yoga in New York city, I would um, do all the like special one week plans that the studios do where you can sign up and go unlimited for a week or two for like 20 bucks. So I like, I've literally been to every hot yoga studio that exists in New York city just to take advantage of their like one week special so Mm, that sounds awesome yeah 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 so that's what I do for fun um and you know other than regular hang out watch movies think about Black Panther you know (laughs) right I'm still addicted (laughs) to that movie or obsessed with that movie you know I wanted to try yoga but I'm not very flexible at all so it just turns into like a really 
just frustrating experience. So um, more power to you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like I um, wasn't, I guess you do yoga so that you are more flexible, right? Like I was god awful when I first started. And now I just see it as kind of like you said, like a challenge, like a mental personal mm-hmm. challenge, first of all, because it's hot. So like the challenge is to not pass out in that room. And the second mm-hmm. challenge is like, you know, how much like more I can like stretch into muscles and whatnot. Um, so yeah. Ooh. And you know, not to make you jealous or anything now that I've defended another hobby is reading non-academic literature. Yeah, I, I gave that up years ago, like seriously. But I, I have bought some books and I hope to eventually be able to read them. Yeah, yeah. Once, you know, mm-hmm. you're past the process, it's actually really nice to get back into reading things um, for fun. So again, Rachel teaches us there is life after the PhD process. <laughs> <laughs> There sure is. There sure is. Although, I don't know, if you're looking to stay in academia, that life can be very grueling indeed. But hopefully the Ebony Tower helps you navigate it. Yeah. Speaking of the Ebony Tower, that this is actually one of our new hobbies, hosting a podcast. That's definitely a hobby. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Listening to podcasts and hosting them. <laughs> So in in thinking about the podcast, what are your hopes and motivations, you know, surrounding the Ebony Tower? I feel like the Ebony Tower in general is really important and a passion of mine because um, as I've gone through my academic experience, um, I've been pretty ignorant during the process, right? And um, ignorant towards the culture of academia as well, the ivory tower. Um, I'm the first in my family to complete a PhD. Um, and aside from the few professors I met in undergrad, I have never and never knew anyone who had a PhD, especially not any person of color. Um, and so while my experience was truly blessed by um, the few mentors that I've picked up Um, from undergrad and throughout graduate school. Also, I had an amazing cohort and we really did everything together and supported each other. Um, If it wasn't for these people um, in my life, I really wouldn't have known what to do and when to do it. Um, And my experience would have been totally different. And maybe I wouldn't have been as successful or even stayed in that ivory tower, um, frankly. And so I hope that the Ebony Tower is able to fill that gap for people who maybe don't have the support that I was able to find, um, that they can go to the website and listen to the podcast to get advice, to understand, right? In academia, it feels like you have to always be a step above, uh, a step ahead of the actual process, right? So you have to start like doing grant applications the year before you plan to do field work and you need to start thinking about your committee the year before you actually start writing your dissertation. And so getting advice at that critical time is like so important. Um, and so hopefully the Ebony Tower can give that to people who otherwise aren't getting it from their, um, networks at the school and otherwise, um, 
and also just be able to like vent together as well, right? Like Daphne and I do so much venting together and I think it's so cathartic. It's so necessary um, to, to just get through this process. Um, what do you think, Daphne? What, it, what kinds of hopes and um, passions are you bringing to the Ebony Tower and the podcast? So along the same lines as you, I am a first-generation doctoral student. I'm a first-generation college student. Um, in undergrad and every step of the graduate school process has been a learning experience and something that I've had to actively seek out resources to help fill the gaps in the knowledge that I have. So I'm a Ford Foundation fellow and I've been fortunate enough to be able to go to the Conference of Ford Fellows and and learn from people who have, again, made it through the process. And, you know, I'm also at a university that has so many resources to support, you know, my research, to support my, you know, grant writing in terms of winning graduate fellowships. And having been in a different PhD program that you know, I was very well supported, but I didn't necessarily have the same type of resources I have now. I saw that there were disparities within the the graduate school world in relation to who gets to learn, who gets to figure out how to hack the system. And although academia can be a very competitive thing, my belief is that we can all make it through this process. Therefore, anytime I come across anything, my goal or my my go-to action is to share it with someone else. I share it with the people on my campus. You know, I've hosted every year uh, through an organization that I was a president of, I've hosted a fellowship workshop and we review applications and, you know, we talk about what it, what it should look like. And I don't feel like that is a resource that should only be um, available to students, you know, at certain types of institutions. So for me, the Ebony Tower is a way to say, hey, I am fortunate enough to have had a you know, come from a background where I was once lost in the sauce. Like I literally almost flunked out of undergrad because I just didn't know what was going on. And I don't want anybody to ever go through that, whether it's undergrad, whether it's graduate school, whether it's a certificate program. So for me, the Ebony Tower is a space to share knowledge. It is a space to offer inspiration and advice and it's a, it's a space to like just share our struggles because it's so important to have those conversations. I feel like this process can be very isolating and a lot of people can feel like they are doing it on their own or they're the only person that has a, a particular feeling. Um, often it is a feeling of you know, thinking that you're an imposter and that you don't really belong. And I feel like the Ebony Tower is a space to say, hey, 
You do belong. You are not in this by yourself and you're not the only person feeling this way. But let's work through that. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's what the Ebony Tower, the website, the blog, um, the podcast, any videos that we do. That, that's the goal of the Ebony Tower for me. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully it, the Ebony Tower will expand even further, right, to really mm-hmm. provide practical tools for people mm-hmm. is part of the dream that Daphne and I hold as well. Um, like by practical resources or tools, I mean like, you know, being able to uh, facilitate working groups and writing groups and like conferences, uh, mm-hmm. all of this to nurture the well-being of scholars of color. I, I completely agree. I So thinking about what the Ebony Tower could be in the future, you know, I know a couple of years ago when we were talking about the blog, we talked about meetups. So, you know, maybe there can be meetups in different cities where you can get to know other academics of colors, you know, sometimes referred to as black academics, which that can, you know, the way we spell black academics, it, it includes, you know, other scholars of color besides black people. Um, and <laughs> I, I agree. I would love to have like accountability groups in terms of writing dissertations. There's this uh, dissertation dissertation success program that is like it's fairly expensive, but what it does is it it builds in accountability working groups and timing groups. And it's like, you know, maybe the mm-hmm. Ebony Tower can eventually do something like that for other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And including, because I just went through it, job market, like job market search, sharing of resources, getting a CV together, getting your uh, teaching philosophy together, you know. Um, some schools provide you with resources to figure that out, but many do not. So we have many of arenas we can step into in the future. So exciting. I agree. So um, I'm pretty sure the listeners are wondering, so we know what you want to do in the future, but what are you going to do with this podcast? You know, what types of things are you going to offer us? Um, so any insight on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely am excited to share via this um, podcast some of the kind of main tenets of our website. So if you've been to the Ebony Tower uh, website, you've noticed that we have these um, Ask Ebony Anything sessions and we have scholar spotlights. So I, I think like for sure we'll continue with that. We'll do interviews with really interesting um scholars of color, get some advice, find out about their book list, find out about their journeys. Um, I'm also uh, thinking we'll do uh, lots of sort of informational podcasts, like quick things that you might want to learn about. So basically like, you know, things to consider when choosing your graduate program or things to uh, consider when you're navigating your dissertation committee, right? And then in general, I want to also hear like good Mm -hmm. stories on this podcast. So your craziest grad school stories, right? Like good or bad moments in, in the process, all of it. Yeah. Yes, we want you to spill the tea. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that, so we have this thing called, or we'll have this thing called Tales from the Tower, and it will enable you, me, anyone to anonymously or not so anonymously share 
stories or experiences in in navigating the ivory tower, you know, we want to offer the option of being able to do it anonymously because, you know, this is a political game. Um, That's one thing you need to know if you don't know anything else. So the politics of academics sometimes dictate that we hold our tongue And with the Ebony Tower, this is an opportunity for you to let it out, uh, but potentially anonymously. Bridges. Yes. Um, Kind of like uh, Rachel said, you know, I look forward to scholar spotlights. People love talking about themselves (laughs) and I I like listening. Um, The scholar spotlights on the website often turned into advice sessions for myself (laughs) um, because I was asking burning questions related to my current um, aspect or step of the process. So that was really interesting and exciting. And what another thing I'm excited about is the taking the Ask Ebony anything into the podcast format where people can email or tweet or Instagram or share questions that you have and we will answer them. And it could be anything from like my advisor is driving me crazy. What should I do? Um, to, you know, advice about, you know, how to put together your personal statement. So I'm just really, really excited to take this to, into a different format. Yeah, I think the rest of this uh, season will be really exciting. And I know we've talked about some like really great scholars that we want to spotlight. So good things are coming. I'm so excited. Good things <laughs> so if listeners would like to participate whether they want to be featured in a tales from the tower episode um or they want to ask us advice how should they reach us yes very very easy to do so um if you want to share ask anything just give us feedback as well. You can email us mm-hmm. at info at the ebony tower.com. That's info I N F O at the ebony tower.com. You can also personalize your feedback to us. You can reach uh, me at Rachel at the ebony tower.com and Daphne at the ebony tower.com. You're getting the gist. Um, we also have yeah. a Facebook page, facebook.com backslash the ebony tower. Um, and we have an Instagram as well. You can look for us at the Ebony Tower um, and a Twitter. We have all the social media modes, basically. We do. And Rachel does a good job of posting very inspirational things on Instagram. So you might want to follow that if you if you need some motivation. Yes, yes. We try to, you know, give you a little something and, you know, Wellness Wednesday, all the (laughs) aspects of what you could need um, to hear and see during your process. I try to do it around my free time. (laughs) (laughs) so yes um so again the purpose of this episode you know is like episode zero zero 
Who are you and what is this podcast about and why should we listen? And essentially, this is just taking the Ebony Tower blog and putting it in a format where you can, you know, listen to it as you're walking to class or as you're, you know, driving home to visit your family because that's important too. And so that is who we are. Um, And we hope you will join us on this podcasting journey. Yes. Thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to hearing from you. And we can't wait to share this wonderful content with you. In the meanwhile, definitely check out the website and um, we'll talk to you soon. If you're interested in being featured on the Ebony Tower, have topic ideas, or simply want to ask Ebony anything, visit our website www.theebonytower.com or email us at info at theebonytower.com Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Ebony Tower and please don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform.